Wakanda, Nintendo, Pokemon, we got stats on scalpers and then Google Stadia shutting down an internal game studio. This is DBN News for 2-1-2021. First and foremost, if you'd like to support the podcast even more, the DBN Patreon has launched at patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Sign up today for some awesome rewards with tiers ranging from 3 to $30. We're not trying to break your bank, but rather give you another option to support us. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Now... Let's hop into the news. First is from IGN and written by Adam Bankhurst. Wakanda TV series in the works. The Walt Disney Company has announced that a new Disney Plus series is in development with Black Panther director Ryan Coogler that is based on the Kingdom of Wakanda. This Kingdom of Wakanda series will be part of Disney's five-year overall exclusive television deal with Coogler's Proximity Media. It's an honor to be partnering with the Walt Disney Company. Working with them on Black Panther was a dream come true. As avid consumers of television, we couldn't be happier to be launching our television business with Bob Iger, Dana Walden, and all the amazing studios under the Disney umbrella. We look forward to learning, growing, and building a relationship with audiences all over the world through the Disney platforms. We are especially excited that we will be taking our first leap with Kevin Feige, Luis Diaz-Pasito, Victoria Alonso, and their partners at Marvel Studios, where we will be working closely with them on select MCU shows for Disney+. We're already in the mix on some projects that we can't wait to share, said Ryan Coogler on behalf of Proximity Media. No further details were given regarding the Kingdom of Wakanda series, but Disney has already made clear that it will not recast a late Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa following the actor's death for Black Panther 2, so it can be assumed the same will be true here. Now listen, what I would like to see is this is setting up Siri to be the next Black Panther. Now, will it be done in time to be done before the movie, Black Panther 2? I don't know, but it would be a really cool concept and a really cool segue between both movies. Second is from IGN and written by Adam Bankhurst. God of War PS5 patch coming tomorrow. Santa Monica Studio has officially announced that God of War's PS5 patch will be released tomorrow, February 2nd, and will bring a 4K slash 60 frames per second mode to the PlayStation exclusive. Announced on Sony Santa Monica Studios blog, this free update will replace the current video graphics mode option with a new default setting that will offer the best of both performance and resolution to our PlayStation 5 players. On the PlayStation 4 Pro version of 2018's God of War, players would have to make a choice between a graphics mode that favored performance and one that favored resolution. Now, no sacrifice needs to be made. God of War's enhanced performance experience offers the following. Sinks to 60 frames per second, 4K checkerboard resolution, and 2160p. That's a lot of Ps. There will also be an original performance experience that can be selected at any time and will represent the PlayStation 4 Favor Resolution Video Graphics Mode. This mode offers 4K checkerboard resolution synced up to 30 frames per second. I mean, it makes sense all these studios are going to update you know, their games for the PS5. This is a really cool one. I think it offers a lot of value, though. Third is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Pokemon Sword and Shield is the best-selling Pokemon since Gold and Silver. Nintendo's latest earning reports show that Pokemon Sword and Shield have sold over 20 million units, making it the best-selling Pokemon game since Gold and Silver and the first game since that generation to pass 20 million copies sold. As noted by Cerebay, Pokemon Sword and Shield has now sold 20.35 million units, with 1.3 million of those being sold in the past three months. Those figures put it as the first Pokemon game to achieve more than 20 million copies since Gold and Silver, which sold 23.73 million copies following its launch in 1999. 
It's also the third best selling Pokemon game of all time behind gold and silver and red slash green slash blue. Since gold and silver Pokemon sales have remained large and consistent, at least as far as the initial game launched in a generation, but all have sold within the 15 to 17 million region. The huge popularity of Sword and Shield marks a landmark game for the series then. No doubt such figures are in part thanks to the mass popularity of the Nintendo Switch itself, which has now eclipsed sales of the Nintendo 3DS. That's some big news. This will probably be the best-selling Pokemon game ever. I mean, it's only, what, 3 million copies away from doing that? So get ready for that, folks. Fourth is from IGN, written by Joe Screbbles. Nintendo not planning to announce a new Switch model anytime soon. Nintendo has reportedly said that it isn't planning to announce a new model of Switch anytime soon. In an investor Q&A following the announcement of Nintendo's latest earnings report, Bloomberg's Takashi Mochizuki reports that Nintendo president Shuntaro Furukawa was asked whether the company would announce an upgraded model of the Switch. His response? Not anytime soon. That response has immediately led to discussion of whether it is or isn't a clue as to a future announcement. Previously, Nintendo has offered more concrete denials of a new model, and Furukawa's apparent phrasing here leaves the door more open to an announcement at a later date. It's worth pointing out that David Gibson, a games business analyst in the same Q&A session, reported a slightly different answer to the same question, saying that there was no new model planned beyond the release of Mario and Monster Hunter Special Edition Switch models. Nintendo usually releases a full transcription of the Q&A shortly after event, after the event, which should help clear up that phrasing. Nintendo does I don't they don't need to make a pro model. The Nintendo Switch on its own is selling at Gangbuster. They've got two different versions of it. Why make another one when it's already working, you know? Fifth is from IGN and written by Joe Screbbles. 10 to 50% of all US PS5s estimated to have been resold. 10 to 15% of all PS5s sold in the US are estimated to have been resold, earning huge profit for scalpers, according to a new report. Data engineer Michael Driscoll posted the latest in a series of reports on the scalping market, this time focused on PS5. A report scraped data for thousands of listings on eBay and StockX up until January 16th. Among other things, Driscoll included only listings that had actually sold, excluded any listings using terms commonly included in scam listings, excluded listings from low feedback accounts, and removed all results that sold for less than the recommended retail price. Driscoll was left with a figure of 157,000 PS5 sold at retail price or higher on eBay and StockX. That's 7.6% of the 2.067 million PS5's VG charts estimates were sold in the US up until January 16th. Driscoll then looked into active listings on services such as OfferUp, Facebook Marketplace, and Craigslist, coming to the conclusion that a likely 10 to 15% of PS5's have been resold in the US. Driscoll's report makes for very interesting reading beyond the headline figures. On eBay and StockX, the most recent Estimated average price for a digital edition PS5 is $799, twice its recommended price, while a disc edition is $849. That's 1.7 times recommended price. Driscoll estimates, estimates that scalpers have made $43.2 million in profit during that time, with eBay, PayPal, and StockX making a combined $15.0 million as a result of the resells. Now, while we can't completely completely sure be completely sure of the figures involved. Sony has yet to release its own official data for launch. The report puts the scale of PS5 reselling into perspective, especially with scalping becoming a major talking point in the launch window of PS5, Xbox Series XS, and the new NVIDIA and AMD graphics cards. Supply shortages and widespread use of automated bots have led to price inflation and repeated disappointment for normal customers. 
Some UK politicians are even calling on the practice to be made illegal as a result. Yes, these are the stats I've been looking for. This is why the common folk can't find a fucking PS5 to buy. Because all these scalpers, because this system is made so easy for them by not selling them in-store and only selling them online. Now, I've talked about this on the podcast. I've talked about this before. So you can go listen to those past things. This is fucking bullshit. And last is from IGN and written by Joseph Noop. Google Stadia shutting down internal game studios. Google Stadia, the tech giant's video game streaming platform, which launched in 2019, is shutting down its internal game development studios and refocusing on offering its tech platform to third-party publishers, the company announced Monday. As first reported by Kotaku, Google will close its two Stadia games and entertainment studios located in Los Angeles and Montreal. The closure will impact approximately 150 uh, employees, one source told Kotaku. Google says it will try to find new roles at the company for those impacted. With the recent successful launch of Cyberpunk 2077 on Stadia, gameplay on all types of devices, including iOS, growing our slate of YouTube integrations, and our global expansions, it's clear that Stadia's technology has been proven and works at scale, Google's vice president of Stadia and GM Phil Harrison said in a statement. Having games streamed to any screen is the future of this industry and will continue to invest in Stadia and its underlying platform to provide the best cloud gaming experience for our partners and the gaming community. This has been the vision of Stadia since the beginning. What does this mean for Stadia subscribers? Google, sta- uh, Google states that players can still access their games on Stadia and that third-party games will continue to release on the, on the service. It's unclear how many third-party games Google plans on hosting on Stadia. A key pillar of Google's new strategy is offering up Stadia's game streaming technology to other interested companies. Google's head of Stadia operations, Phil Harrison, will lead that initiative. This is actually probably a really good thing for Stadia and it's going to allow them to focus on other things than making games. I mean, first and foremost, it allows them to focus on making the Stadia experience even tighter than it already is, which I think is awesome. It's sad 150 people potentially are losing their jobs, but I get why they're doing it. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to support the podcast further, you got two options. Anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds. We can leave us a voice message or subscribe to for a monthly donation. Or patreon.com slash dadsbeardsnerds. Pick a tier and get some awesome rewards. Next, you're going to find us on all social media at dadsbeardsnerds. And if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you're going to find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. So next time, I'm Anthony. I look forward to making more content for you. <laughs>